Stampede. Garner is at number 125, recorded 2-6-2022. Let me be clear on this point. America cannot and should not fight a war with Russia, China, or for that matter, even the smallest country in the Caribbean. And you want to know why? Because this country is financially insolvent. It's on the verge of the worst inflation it may have ever faced. Violence is playing out daily in this country. Killings of the worst kind. Our southern border is faced with record number of immigrants attempting to escape poverty and political failures from countries at our own doorstep. Countries we have influenced for a hundred years. A pandemic still rages across America, 
and policies to eradicate it will probably never succeed. Just mandating that citizens wear masks or get vaccinated to combat its spread is unenforceable and nearly ineffective. Our country's educational proficiency in reading, writing, and mathematics ranks us 35th compared to other countries. Talk of a second civil war in this country is becoming commonplace, and it's reported that there are enough guns privately owned in this country to arm every living man, woman, and child. And that's not including the illegal rise of military ordnance like bombs, mortars, and rocket-propelled explosives. Not to mention a humiliating defeat from a 20-year war in Afghanistan, leaving behind billions of dollars of weapons abandoned from a defeated Afghan army. No, this country is not content nor safe and could easily find itself with political assassinations as a means of gaining power. And why shouldn't that begin happening? When you have distrust mixed with corruption and violence, you have a new reality. And it won't be pretty. This country has become immune to a new disease. It's called betrayal. Betrayal of the food you eat, of the air you breathe, the water you drink, and even what you're told to believe. You know that expression, love it or leave it. 
Well, I'm pretty sure that could have been expressed by one of our ex-generals who got rich working on the board of one of America's military defense corporations, helping to produce weapons to sell around the world, keeping us safe. Well, I don't want to disillusion you, but what you've been told about your safety may not be true. We spend the largest amount of money for the defense in this country by any other in this world. And that number is over $700 billion annually. And I wouldn't be surprised if sometime in our near future, we have an open rebellion within the ranks of our military. If we conduct another war in a far-off country, we'll be doing it in some military bases in the United States, sending armed drones, dropping bombs on targets determined by satellites circling 300 miles above the Earth. Yeah, our military will never have to get close and dirty their hands fighting in some distant land. Keep the killing from afar. That way our politicians and military leaders prosecuting such a conflict will turn to the American people and say, see, we don't have any body bags of our soldiers coming back to grieve over. We can keep it clean and neat. And you know what? The American people will go along with that kind of thinking. Because the ones on Wall Street will say the profits can just keep rolling in. You've got nothing to worry about. Just sit back and watch another football game. Have a few beers eat some chicken wings, and go to sleep, because everything is all right. But it isn't all right. You aren't going to escape what's coming. The violence and corruption aren't going to stop. The money you use is worthless. And the truth of what is happening to you isn't going to be told. You see, you've been used, tricked into believing all you ever needed in this world was more, more of everything. But guess what? That isn't going to continue to work. And you thought you were free.
if you think you belong to a free country, maybe I misstated that condition. Maybe it's always been the people who have the power in this country who keep saying that we're free. And maybe they've got a point. When this country's government needs money to finance itself, it simply relies upon the modern monetary system to print as much money as it wants. And isn't that a definition of freedom? What's the point of putting constraints on the American citizenry? After all, we've come to allow people to openly walk into a business and steal up to $800, or is it $1,000 of merchandise without facing consequences? And maybe that's right as well, because some of our corporations are making enormous profits, or at least that's what Wall Street says is happening. So what's a little smash and grab? And besides, don't try to intercede when someone pushes a citizen onto the tracks of an oncoming train. After all, they may have deserved it. Retribution, revenge, retaliation is the new code. Forget about the three R's in educating our young, because reading, writing, and arithmetic isn't what they're learning. Why constrain their education? Let them be free. Give them a machine to watch 18 hours a day, and they'll get the education they really need in the new world of artificial intelligence. Heck, why stop there? Socially mold them into the new world of gender identity. There's nothing more important in a child's development than transforming him or her, getting in touch with the other side of their sexuality. Why not make a male a female or a female into a male, because it will socially free them. Why stop there? You want to live longer, don't you? So when you need a new kidney or a new heart, take it from a pig or a monkey and have it put into your body. That's a brand new freedom, isn't it? A freedom from dying, because you deserve to live forever. The new brave world of artificial intelligence is going to keep you free living with the machines.
Stop kidding yourself. You aren't free. The truth of the matter is, you've been made into a tool addicted to the new world order of watching. You're being controlled by what the machines want you to believe. That's why the government is watching you, making sure you're going to go along with what they're saying. You don't really think we'll eradicate the disease that has been plaguing this country? It's not going to continue being called a pandemic. No, that's not what it's going to be called. It'll be endemic. And you might say it's endemic to America, the most powerful and advanced country in the world, because it has the highest rate of mortality of any country in the world from COVID. And don't stop to think about that, because India, Brazil, and China have billions more people than America's population. The most advanced civilizations in Africa don't have the mortality rate we do. No, you aren't free because the truth of the machines keep feeding you, making you addicted to a new way of thinking. And it won't allow you to wonder why that is. But concerning our military stationed around the world, they aren't really going to protect our so-called freedom either. We conducted a war in Afghanistan for 20 years, and within the first three years of that war, we defeated Al-Qaeda, the source of the 2001 September 11th attack on American soil. And the American people were never completely told the truth about that attack, carried out by terrorists using box cutters as weapons to commandeer commercial aircraft. Our army stationed around the world, our military defense budget, the largest in the world, couldn't stop a band of terrorists hijacking commercial aircraft with box cutters. And now our humiliating defeat in Afghanistan should tell you something. You aren't safe, and you aren't free.
I can't accuse individual ex-military leaders and politicians who continue to prosecute the war in Afghanistan, but someone should. And you want to know why? Because they had definite motives for doing that. They helped to continue a war for 20 years because they were getting rich doing it. Ex-generals and politicians sat on the boards of defense corporations, and you might say their government salaries jumped up from $200,000 annually to a million sitting on the boards of military defense corporations. And those corporations were making billions of dollars feeding the war effort in Afghanistan. So why wouldn't they continue a corrupt war, picking up millions for themselves and their families to sell weapons around the world? That's a disease for the well-being of Americans and should be treated and revealed to us. But it will never happen because those people and their families have power and won't allow anything to be done about it. But bigger clouds are forming on the horizon and they won't be building a third world nation like Afghanistan. There are bigger players today that can shake this country to the ground. And we're seeing it play out every day on the international news. China and Russia are eating our lunch. And it may not just be lunch. It could be our breakfast, dinner, and everything in between. And what is that? Well, by all measurements, it's about who controls what. And that boils down to energy, like oil and gas, and the control of those commodities through the financial transactions of worldwide banks. These are big structures that affect world economies, and the United States is losing its hold on them. We've threatened Russia with stopping it opening up Nord Stream 2 pipeline shipment of gas to Germany, and that won't work. We've challenged China's claim to islands in the South China Sea and Taiwan, and That isn't going to work either. We've made a big mistake thinking we can tell other people what they can do. That ended some time ago, and we should be careful, because things are changing, and we don't have the strength to stop it.
This week on Garner Isn't, you first heard Eric Satie's piano composition composed in 1889, number 4. Then, from the 1947 movie The Red House, composed by Nicholas Rosa, Ride to the Red House. Followed by Segan Akinola's work, Something Revolutionary, for the TV series Doctor Who. Again, more piano work, this time by David Shire, the theme to the movie The Conversation. And another piano piece for the movie Doctor Strange, The Hands Dealt, by Michael Giacchiano. And finally, for the movie Kafka, Eddie's Dead, composed by Cliff Martinez. Stampede, written and performed by Edward Garner in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.